Good morning and welcome to the VSA Morning Miner. It's Thursday the 14th of July. It's still hot in London. Paul, how are you doing this morning? Uh, still feeling pretty good. Uh, I didn't sleep too bad last night compared to the night before. <laughs> Glad to hear it. <laughs> right, um, we've got a few announcements out from Shanghai Mining Club members. Let's start off with um, Serato Gold on the TSX. Yes, that's right. The Serato Gold, Brazil gold producer, has filed their EIS uh, uh, paperwork uh, to the Tocantins uh, state for approval to uh, develop the Monte do Carmo uh, gold project. The uh, EIS filing is part of a three-stage uh, process, uh, which uh, essentially uh, gets them uh, the uh, uh, permit to develop, the permit to construct, and the permit to operate in succession. So uh, that's uh, this is the first part of that three-part process. Yeah, very exciting gold growth story there um, in production already, but rapidly expanding. Um, Galane Lithium. Galane Lithium, uh, the uh, TSX-listed lithium brine developer in Argentina, Successful initial commercial flow rate pump test from their uh, from a lithium brine well uh, on the Patapila property, Hombre Muerto Solar, 10 to 12 liters per second on a flow rate. Uh, this uh, testing program uh, is to test several wells, two, uh, another one of which on the Patapila property, and two wells to test on the Rana de Sol property. All part of the uh, advancement to uh, to uh, prepare these uh, for uh, development finance. Uh, yeah, it feels like some of the lithium companies are coming out of the uh, out of shelter from the fall in their stock prices recently. We've seen a pickup in uh, news releases and, and activity coming out where I think they perhaps felt that um, over the last couple of months, while share prices have just been dropping. Um, there's no real benefit in releasing news, but that's starting to change. So perhaps management teams feel that the equities have um, started to started to bottom out. Yes, and uh, as a general view for the mining sector, I think uh, there is more and more interest among investors now to do some bottom fishing on equity prices at this point, uh, where the valuations uh, are just uh, getting rather compelling in many cases. Yeah, uh, and uh, similar vein, um, Premier African Minerals released some drill results this morning. Yes, this was on the uh, their aim quoted uh, Zulu pegmatite uh, property in uh, eastern Zimbabwe, or excuse me, western Zimbabwe. Uh, infill drilling here in order to bring inferred resources on the Zulu pegmatite to indicate it. Uh, no particular surprises. Uh, 5 to 20 meters is average uh, thickness on the pegmatite and 1 to 2 percent lithium grades. What is encouraging also is the rather good consistency we're seeing in some tantalum and rubidium values uh, coming through as well, which would suggest that the final flow sheet for the plant may ultimately try to recover those uh, to uh, concentrate. Uh, so uh, they're making good progress, I'd say. Yeah, these new lithium projects are looking like they might become an increasingly important source of some of these critical minerals that are um, very small markets, but crucial to things like defence and, and, and other sort of 
Yes, and tantalum in particular mm -hmm. because that's a, that's a, a semiconductor precursor material. Yeah, and and it's so dominated by China at the moment um, in terms of their supply chains. Um, right, I think that's all in the Shanghai Mining Club. Um, Atlai and Mining have come out with Q2 figures. Any thoughts there, Paul? Uh, Q2 production results out from Aimquoted uh, 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 Spain uh, uh, copper producer Atalaya Mining. I think the, one of the key points for me was the fact that the uh, copper recoveries there were, they reported them as strong at about 86% or so. Uh, it is strong in comparison to the prior periods, but not particularly strong, I would say, uh, in comparison to other peers in other localities, uh, 86%. Copper production was 13,000 tons of um, metal, which was an increase, though, of 16.8% over Q1. So that uh, is a very good sign there. So. Um, as long as they can keep the power stable in order to keep the mill running, they seem to be able to feed it uh, well enough uh, with the higher production rates from the mine. So uh, this is uh, looking encouraging. <laughs> yeah, and obviously um, maximizing Q2 output while the copper price was still high or higher. Um, right. We're looking at a price of $3.30 right now being quoted uh, as opposed to what they would have received, uh, which is a good uh, at least uh, 50 to 70 cents higher than that uh, would have been during the Q2. So, Yeah, and I wonder if they're benefiting because Spain put in a, um, a cap on electricity prices. So I don't know if as an industrial user they, they benefit from, from that, but that might help some of the cost pressures. Mm -hmm. Um, right, let's finish off with Kenmare Resources also coming out with Q2 figures. Right, Kenmare, the aim quoted mineral sands producer on the coast of East Africa there. Lower Q on Q on year on year uh, results uh, pretty much across the board uh, showing there lower volumes, uh, lower concentrate tons and uh, so forth. The only thing is that the prices remain pretty good here through Q2, uh, both with Zircon and Ilmenite. So um, they have been uh, working in order to make sure that they don't have interruptions in power supplies as well. Uh, so they have gotten the project fully operational now in that regard uh, at Mineside as of May. At the end of the half, they had net debt reduced also down to uh, 65 million, uh, which is uh, very encouraging because it means they have uh, capital available uh, going forward for project improvements, M&A, or increased dividends uh, in uh, according to pri board priorities. So, We'll see how they do, but the marketplace itself is holding up pretty well for them. Yeah, it's interesting that um, mineral sands prices haven't fallen um, so much like the exchange traded metals. I wonder whether that's um, a result of them being traded on exchanges and, and the ability to um, trade with higher frequency that's enabled funds to use industrial metals as a, a sort of macro short trade um whereas yes i would say that are... i would say that has something to do with it but it also uh, 
uh, it depends upon the timing of the actual contractual obligations on the sales of the mineral sands concentrates. So we'll see whether or not in the next uh, bidding cycle or orders cycle for China, because China is the uh, elephant in the room as far as mineral sands uh, offtake is concerned, whether or not they ask for uh, lower uh, prices in the next couple quarters. Because, mm. I mean, in both uh, areas, inventories being at unbelievably low levels is, is a key feature of both markets. So they're still tight, whether you're talking about mineral sands or, or industrial metals. Yes, that's right. I think, I think the one difference, though, is, um, you know, today's results from Kemmer probably showing how difficult it is to increase existing capacity beyond um, sort of current levels um, without new mines coming on, um, showing sort of incumbent capacity really is doing all it can to, to increase supply. And that's right. And at the operating level, too, it, uh, it they're kind of at the mercy of what's available as far as uh, shipping capacity is concerned from their locations, as well as they don't have a whole lot of latitude in order to uh, modify the grade uh, on mineral sands projects either, according to the mining sequence. Hmm. OK, Paul, uh, thanks for your thoughts. We'll be back tomorrow morning. Um, speak to you then. Cheers. Very good. See you then.